Grace and peace are yours today from God our Father and from his living Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It is truly a privilege for me to be here with you today, not only because I get to conduct worship uh, with my son, probably a very rare occurrence, I'm sure, but for this reason. A few weeks ago, I had the great joy of receiving your prayers. That is, God received your prayers for me at the time of some surgery. And now, by his grace and power, three weeks later, here I am. And I want to return the kindness and to share God's message of love and grace with you. And so that message comes to us today from the Apostle Paul. Words that he wrote in his letter to the Romans, chapter 6. And they're words about God's promises to us in baptism. Let's read. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is God's word for us. It was almost, not quite, but almost 30 years ago, and I was one week away from graduating from the seminary and receiving a a call, an assignment into the parish ministry, just one week away. But something was bothering me, a question was on my mind, and so in that last week, I made an appointment to visit with... uh, a professor at, my sem- at the seminary. And I went over to his house that evening, and he was there, and at his desk, and I sat down in this troubling question. I brought it to him. I said, Professor, what am I going to say to people at the time of a funeral? Now, he just continued to smile 
But I bet in his mind he was thinking, my goodness, this guy must be a moron. Four years of the seminary and he doesn't know how to answer a question like that? Of course, he didn't say anything. He just smiled. And after a little while, he did say one thing. Finally, he told me, God will teach you what to say. And of course, he was right. God did teach me. And in the 10 years or so that I served in the parish ministry, I conducted so many funerals and stood in so many funeral visitations and talked to so many mourning Christians. I learned what to say. And what I've learned to talk about is baptism. Because that is the message, the truth about baptism, that these mourning Christian people needed to hear. It's what they longed to hear. The truth, is, uh, the truth about baptism as Paul explains it to us in Romans chapter 6. You see, the mourning Christians standing next to that coffin, they're hurting. And I could ask you the question, why are they hurting? And you would know the answer. You would say, well, they're hurting because they've lost a loved one. And that, of course, is the right answer. That's why they're hurting. But I want to suggest to you today an answer that's maybe a bit more specific. They're hurting. Those Christians are hurting because they've lost connection to that loved one. At least that's how they feel. And that's the experience that they know. And so, at this awful time, I learned to speak with hurting mourners about baptism. And to remind them that baptism is all about connection. The reality of baptism is connection. And what I learned to talk about when I was visiting with those Christians, I learned to tell them that baptism was a rope that God the Holy Spirit used to tie them tightly to Jesus, as you've heard explained today. And this rope, I was able to tell them, was so strong that nothing could cut through it. Not even death. Oh, death can cut through the connection between body and soul, that it does. And death can cut the earthly connections that tie us to this world so that Death cuts through blood ties and it cuts through family ties and it cuts through property ties and it cuts through those things that tie us to our work or to our careers. But even death cannot cut through the rope that ties us to Jesus. In baptism, God ties us to Jesus so that we will always be with Jesus and always live where Jesus lives. 
And of course, I want you to think about this now. If my loved one is tied to Jesus in baptism, and I am also tied to Jesus in baptism, in the promises of baptism, what does that imply about our connection together with one another? It can't be severed, can it? It cannot really be lost. Even death cannot cut through this rope that ties us together in Jesus. Now the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6 is not necessarily talking to mourners or to the dying. In Romans chapter 6, he's talking to the living And he wants to take these same wonderful truths about baptism, about connection, and apply it to the living as they do their Christian living day by day. Finally, I can put it this way, what Paul wants us to learn is the truth about sanctification. And you've heard that word before, it's a big church word. Sanctification is a fine doctrinal word. It is a theologically technical word or term. It isn't necessarily a very pithy English word, however. So in these verses that we read a few moments ago from Romans 6, the Apostle Paul defines our life of sanctification, our life of Christian holy living, He describes it as living our lives tied, roped, secured, connected to Christ. That's holy living. Living tied to Christ. And you can think about this. You can picture it. Uh, Vicar Schoen did a little demonstration of that with the little ones today, but I want you to think about that demonstration. What does it mean that in baptism you are tied to Jesus? If you are tied to Jesus, of course, where Jesus walks, what? You will walk. Where Jesus works, you will work. Where Jesus talks, you will talk. Since you are tied to Jesus through faith that God gave you in baptism, where Jesus helps, you're tied to him, you're going to help. Where Jesus serves, remember you're tied to him, you're going to serve. Here's the point. Where Jesus loves Since you're tied to him in faith, you're going to love. Now that's the truth about baptism. And sometimes it's helpful to be able to picture this a little bit. And I've thought of a few pictures and illustrations about the promises of faith that faith and baptism bring to us, the promises about Jesus that tie us to him, what that means for our everyday life, 
for our sanctification. Well, here's the first picture. See if this helps. Sanctification, our holy living, is like a long swim across the whole lake. Now, Jesus is swimming with you. And of course, you are tied to him very tightly with a rope. And Jesus is the strongest swimmer that there could possibly be. And he is there swimming ahead of you, with you, tied to you, providing the power that's necessary for you to swim across the lake and get to the other side. That's what holy Christian living is like. Or here's another picture. Sanctification, our life of Christian living, is like the Tour de France bike race. Now, Jesus is riding a bike ahead of you. But you're tied to him through faith given you in your baptism. And so it's Jesus who is providing the power for you to pedal along. You're going to go up some pretty steep hills. You're going to go down some valleys. You're going to travel along some pretty long stretches. But Jesus is pedaling there with you and you're tied to him until you finally finish the race. That's what our life of holy Christian living is like. One more picture if I can. Sanctification, your life of Christian holy living is like a mountain climb. Now, of course, Jesus is climbing up those cliffs ahead of you. But you are tied to him very tightly with a rope so that even if you slip a bit, even if you lose your grip at times, you can still keep on climbing because it is our Lord Jesus who provides the strength and the power for you to climb all the way to the top. That's the truth about Christian sanctification. It is based on Jesus' power. And this power of our Lord Jesus, it is nothing else than the truth and the reality of what he has accomplished. In baptism, God pledges to you that when Jesus died for sin, he died to put an end to the curse against your sin and to bring an end to the power that sin held over you. So when Jesus died for sin, Paul explains, God accounted you as dying with him for sin. And so if I continue to use the picture language that I've been using today, we were tied to Jesus through faith given in baptism. And so when Jesus was abandoned on the cross, we were abandoned there. When he died, we truly died. When he was punished, we were punished fully and completely with him. And Paul wants to make this particular point 
crystal clear that the person who has died to sin is done with sin. Jesus died, and he put an end to sin. And that means an end to your sin and to mine once and for all forgiven. That's the power. That's the power that's in baptism. But of course you know that wasn't the end. Something even more amazing happened, huh? And God raised Jesus from the dead. And now the risen Jesus lives forever. Forever done with sin. Forever done with death. And the forever life that Jesus lives now, and Paul really stresses this, he lives for God only and always for God. But don't forget the critical point. Baptism is the rope that ties you to Jesus. So that you are tied to Jesus' resurrection. And certainly the day is coming when you will rejoice in that. As you live near Him in heaven. But you are also tied to Jesus living. His living for God. And that is something that you can exalt in and rejoice in every single day. That connection that you have to Jesus now as you do your Christian living. And I think that is a marvelous message, especially for this time. Because we're just about to the end of a a year, right? And about to begin a new year. And you're going to gather here again in a few days to focus on that very fact. And what's going to be the case in this new year, in 2016? How is your living and life going to go? You can be certain God promises you. You are tied to Jesus every single moment of this new year. And that means you are tied to his living only and always for God. That's your power. The power of his forgiveness, the power of his holiness, the power of his love. You're tied to that. So where Jesus goes then in this new year, That's where you're going to go. And can we put it real simply? Where, how, and how greatly Jesus loves in 2016 is where and how and how greatly you will love for Jesus' sake. Amen.